Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu wa ashhadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa Amma ba'du fa'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem Bismillahirrahmanir rahim Wa akhirina minhum lamma yalhaku bihim Wa huwa al hakim Zalika fazlullahi yotihe man yasha Wallahu zulfazil The topic of my speech is on Zikre Habib, the arbiter and the judge of the latter days. More than 1,300 years have passed since the Holy Prophet ﷺ appeared upon this earth. While he was the embodiment of Islam and reflected the beauty of Allah, we now see an embodiment of Islam which is warped and distorted. Every Malvi claims that he knows how Allah truly intended Islam to be. When so many voices clamor around us, how can we know whose version of Islam to trust? The only true interpretation is that which was brought about by Prophet Messiah This verse which I just recited refers to the second advent of the Holy Prophet in the person of the Prophet in the latter days. Hazrat Abu Hurairah, the companion of, uh, of Holy Prophet reports that he was sitting with the Holy Prophet when this verse was revealed. He questioned the Holy Prophet to whom do who are among others of them referred to. The Holy Prophet ﷺ puts his hand on Salman the Persian, who was sitting in beside them and replied, if faith were to go to Palladius, a man from these would surely find, would surely find it. The Holy Prophet ﷺ himself hinted at the possibility that the true version of Islam could be lost, but that someone would be sent to find it. Hazrat Masih Maud further writes in Kitabul Bariya, he says, likewise, a similar promise was made by the Holy Quran in the verse, minhum lamma Many details of this are set out in the, in the hadith. For instance, 
it is mentioned that Muslims would become divided into many sects. As the Jews had before them, they would contradict each other, brand each other infidel, and would increase in hatred and enmity, and enmity towards each other until the time when the Pram Messiah would appear as an arbiter. He would remove all rancor and hostility. During his time, the wolf and the sheep would be brought together. He says, I have also appeared at a time when inner dissension has multiplied and each sect has started calling the other kafir. At such a time of dissension, the Muslims were in need of an arbiter. God has therefore sent me as one. At another place, Prophet Muhammad writes, <clears throat> if someone asks how is it to be determined whether the hadith Lakaan al-Imanum wal-Lakan bi-Surayya lanalahu rajalum in Farisin refers to me, and why it might not be in reference to someone else from among the Muslims. The answer is that in Brahim Ahmadiyya, divine revelation has repeatedly pronounced me as the person referred to in this hadith. And God Almighty is witness that this is the word of God Almighty which has descended upon me. Hakikatul Bahi, page 502. Another hadith which refers to the second coming of the Messiah is narrated by Hadrat Abu Huraira also, recorded in Bukhari. By him in whose hand is my life, the son of Mary will soon appear among you. He will administer justice, he will break the cross, kill the swine, and abolish war for the sake of religion under divine guidance. Distribute wealth, but no one will accept it. In those days, one prostration before Allah, in those days, one prostration before Allah will be better than the world and that which it contains. The Muslim await the Messiah and Mahdi, but they oppose the coming of any prophet, even if he given the status to the grace and obedience to the Holy Prophet they look to the heavens for divine intervention to rescue them from this miserable and helpless condition that they were, but they completely shut out any prospect of revelation or communication with the living God. Hadrat Masih Islam shattered this belief and proved false all doubts that an ever-living God continues to communicate and speak to whoever he chooses. He writes in Naseem Dawat, our living and all-sustaining God talks to me like one person talks to another. Hazrat Maulvi Sher Ali Sahib states that Prophet told him once, and it's in the words of Prophet he says, I was visiting Ludhiana and went for a walk. A Christian Englishman came to me and asked, 
I heard that you claim God talks to you. I said, yes. He then followed up with the question, how does he talk to you? I replied, just as you are talking to me. I replied, just as you are talking to me now. He instinctively replied, this Christian Englishman, he instinctively replied, Subhanallah. And he appears to be reflective in deep thought, and then he walked away slowly. The Prophet represent repeatedly discussed his communication with God Almighty, whereas in regards to other Muslim clerics, the Prophet writes in Brahin Ahmadiyya, some ignorant cleric go so far in their denial that they assert that the door of revelation is altogether closed and that it is not open to any Muslim, that it does not enable him to perfect, perfect his faith through the bounty and to act righteously under the command of his faith. He then writes in Chashma Masih, O ye Muslim, beware of that thinking which is sheer ignorance and stupidity. If Islam is such a dead religion, whom can you invite to it? Who would, you, who would be so foolish enough to fall in love with a dead religion which is bereft of all blessings and spirituality such as have appeared in the religion of the past? Truly, how could we follow any person if we did not believe he was guided by God? And how could we trust his judgment regarding any of the tenets of Islam if we did not believe him to be rightly guided? In talking about revelation, Hazur writes in Brahine Ahmadiyya, I don't know who has misled you. I don't know who has misled you to imagine that there is some contradiction between reason and revelation on account that they cannot subsist together. Hazrat Masih Maud is a living proof of a living God. In our times, he is an embodiment of complete obedience to the Holy Prophet An unconditional love from him, for him raised him to the prophethood. With divine support, he challenged the age-old interpretation of what the seal of prophet truly meant. He writes in Kitab al I was informed by God Almighty through revelation that I am the reformer of the 14th century. And I received this revelation, Ar-Rahmanu Allam al-Quran, litanzira qawman ma'unzira abahum, wa litastabina sabilul mujrameena, kulinni umirtawa ana awwalul mu'mineen. That is, God has taught me the Quran and has expounded its true meaning to you. The God has taught you the Quran and has expounded its true meaning to you so that you should warn these people who due to generations of neglect have not been warned and have thus fallen into error of their evil ways. In order that the way of those offenders may be made manifest, who do not desire to follow the right path after it has been openly declared, tell them, 
I have been commissioned by God and I am the foremost of believer. Hazrat Masih Mahud expounds on his status as a prophet in Hakikatul Wahi. It has been, he says, it has been established that the bounty of con converse with God and of disclosure of the unseen has been bestowed upon me to a degree to which it has not been bestowed upon anyone during the last 1300 years. Should anyone challenge this, the onus of proof lies with him. In short, I alone have been honored with so great a share of divine revelation and knowledge of the unseen as has not been bestowed on any of the Aliyah, Abdal, and Aktab among the Muslim before me. For this reason, I alone have been bestowed the title of Prophet. Allah Ta'ala addressed the Promised Al-Islam as Nabi and Rasul in multitude of revelations. In one he revealed, Aradtu anas takhlifa fa khalaktu adama le yukimu sharia wa yuhji deena jariyullah fi hulil lambiya. I determined that a vice regent has established on the earth so I created this Adam, will, so I created this, Adam will establish the law and reveal the faith. This is Allah in the mantle of the Prophet. In other revelation it was said, Ya Yohannaso, inni Rasulullah ilaykum jamiya, ayyam ursale min Allahi, O mankind, I am the messenger of Allah to you all that I have been sent by Allah. The Muslims have believed and still believe that Jesus of Nazareth, son of Mary, will descend from heaven as the second coming of the Messiah. The Prophet proved from the Quran and Hadith that Jesus had died as, and he is one who was pro prophesied to come in the latter days. He changed the landscape of religious, religious battles in the subcontinent and beyond and forced Christianity to, to retreat. He could only do all of this if he had been sent by God. Hazrat Mir Muhammad Ismail radiallahu anhu, the companion of Prophet states that, there, that, that the death of Jesus used to be a recurrent topic of discussion in the company of Prophet in those early days. A famous newspaper in India, Vakil, published a glowing tribute to Prophet after his demise. At the end of this article, it is said, India today is a museum of different religions. Nowhere in the world is this inter-religious conflict among religions so obvious and palpable. Mirza Sahib claimed that he was the arbiter and judge for all of them, but there is no doubt that he has unique capability to elevate Islam over other religion. It was the result of his inherent <clears throat> it was the result of his inherent aptitude, his literary command, and practice to engage. It is not conceivable that there will ever be a person of his high stature in India who would devote his high desires and intellect in the study of religion. <coughs> The Pramsayah came to clear all obstacles in the way of faith. Jihad is one tenet which was not understood then and is not understood now. 
the Prophet Muhammad confronted this issue head-on against the prevailing ideology of Muslims and their misinterpretation of this commandment. He called on the Muslims, O ye Muslim, he stated, O ye Muslim and Maulavi, listen to me. I tell you truly, this is not the time of fighting for the faith. Do not disobey the Holy Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prime Messiah who was to come had appeared and has directed henceforth a desist from all religious wars with the sword which caused bloodshed. Then he further writes, ignorant Malawi, may God guide them, have grievously misled the common people and have told them that such action which is wrong and cruelty and is opposed to all moral values is the key to paradise. He further wrote, I brought you a commandment which is that jihad with the sword has ended, but the jihad of the purification of your spirit must continue. He must continue to be waged, reflect on the hadith of Bukhari, wherein it stated that the Prime Messiah would put an end to the fighting for the faith. I command those who have joined my ranks that they discard all such notions. Hazrat Mir Muhammad Ismail Radiallahu relates that, a, that somebody once mentioned to Hazur that Muslim rulers did not always wage defensive wars. The Prophet responded, We are not responsible for their actions. We are only to speak on behalf of the Holy Prophet in Khulafai Rajdeen, and they were only engaged in defensive wars. The Prophet also interpreted the Quranic command, Uli Lamra Minkum, contrary to the widely held belief of Muslims. Hazur states, The Holy Quran commands, Obey Allah and obey His Prophet, and obey those in authority among you. Believers are to obey those in authority besides God and His Prophet. To say that those in authority does not include a non-Muslim non government would be a manifest error for a government or authority whose ordinances are in accordance with the Sharia. That is, they are not in conflict with it, is authority from among you. Those who are not against us are among us. The Quran is unequivocal on the point of obedience to government authority as being imperative. Malfuzat, Volume 1. The Prophet has enjoined us to refrain from participating in any kind of protest, sit-ins, civil obedience, as it was a violation of Islamic teaching. Hazrat Masih Ma'ud was once speaking to Shia once speaking to a Shia about Shia-Sunni conflict, he delivered this profound and explicit statement about his status as a divine arbiter and prophet. And I will read it in Urdu first. Meri hasiyat ek mamuli maulvi ki hasiyat nahi hai. Balki meri hasiyat sunone ambeya kisi hasiyat hai. Mujhe ek samavi admi mano. Phir ye sare jhagde or tamam nazayen jo musulmanon mein padi hui hain ek dam mein tay ho sakti hain now listen to next word 
جو خدا کی طرف سے معمور ہو کر حکم بن کر آیا ہے جو میں نے قرآن شریف کے وہ کرے گا وہی صحیح ہوں گے اور جس حدیث کو وہ صحیح قرار دے گا وہی صحیح حدیث ہوگی مائی اسٹیٹس از ناٹ دیٹ آف این آرڈنری مولوی بٹ مائی اسٹیٹس از دیٹ آف اے پرافٹ ایکسیپٹ می ایز ون ہو ہیز کم فرام ہیون اینڈ آل دی آلٹرکیشنس ڈسینشنس وچ ہیو ڈیوائڈیڈ دا مسلم ول ایٹ ونس بی ریزالوڈ واٹ ایور میننگس آر ایٹریبیوٹیڈ ٹو دا ہولی قرآن بائی ہیم ہو ہیز کم ایز این آربیٹر اینڈ ایز کمیشن ون آف گاڈ will be its true meaning and whichever hadith he affirms is true will be a true حضرت نور محمد صاحب کمپینیو فرام مسائیہ علیہ السلام رائٹس دیٹ ہی ہرڈ حضور مینشنڈ اے فیو ٹائمس اینڈ آئی کوٹ آئی ہیو میٹ دا ہولی پرافٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ان ویژنس مینی ٹائمس ان اے اسٹیٹ آف کمپلیٹ کانشیسنیس اینڈ کمیونیکیٹڈ ود ہم اینڈ ہیڈ مینی احادیث فرمڈ بائی ہم ٹو بی ٹرو ایون دو they were considered weak and not as reliable." Hazrat Mirza Bashir Ahmed Sahib writes that the Prophet used to say that many hadiths which are considered by Muhaddasin as dubious are in fact true and correct. Another subject of contention which the Prophet corrected was women's issue. The Holy Prophet was biggest champion of women's rights and he was their protector. However, over the centuries, one by one, those rights were snatched away from them. They were denied education, deprived of inheritance, as was a guaranteed in Islam, confined to their dwellings under the guise, under the guise of Islamic command of Parda. Their voices were muted and their opinions discarded, thus resulting in their second-class status in the society. The Prophet strived to restore the dignity and the rights of women as guaranteed by Quran and the Holy Prophet Hazur once comment, commented after hearing that an individual was rude to his wife, as for me, I once, he says that as for me, I once addressed my wife in a loud voice, and I felt that my tone was indicative of displeasure. Though I had uttered no harsh words, yet thereafter I sought forgiveness from God for a long time and offered nafal prayers with great humility, and also gave some alms because I felt that my harshness towards my wife might have been occasioned by some unconscious weakness in my obedience to God Almighty. Hazrat Maulvi Abdul Karim who a prominent companion of the Prophet once spoke to his wife rather harshly. Hazur received the revelation 
یہ طریق اچھا نہیں اس سے روک دیا جائے مسلمانوں کے لیڈر عبد الکریم کو خضر رفقہ ار رفقہ فعن رفقہ راس الخیرات نرمی کرو نرمی کرو کہ تمام نیکیوں کا سر نرمی ہے سچ بہیویئر از ناٹ اپروپریٹ عبد الکریم دا لیڈر آف مسلمس شوڈ بی ڈسوئیڈ فرام اٹ بی کمپیشنیٹ بی کمپیشنیٹ فار کمپیشنیٹ از اے کمپیشنیٹ از پر پرنسپل ورچو دا پرامس آیا علیہ السلام فردر ایلیبوریٹڈ بائی اسٹیٹنگ دس ریولیشن کنٹینس گائیڈنس فار دا ہول جماعت دس ریولیشن کنٹینس گائیڈنس فار دا ہول جماعت دیٹ دے شوڈ ٹریٹ دیئر وائف وتھ کائنڈنیس اینڈ کرٹسی یور وائف آر ناٹ یور سلیوز ان فیکٹ میرج از اے کاوننٹ between men and women try therefore not to break this covenant god almighty save asheruna bil maruf lead a life of kindness and equity with your wives and it is mentioned in hadith khairukum khairukum li ahlihi the best among you is he who is best towards his wife therefore be good to your wives both spiritually and physically keep praying for them and avoid divorce A person who is hasty in divorce is sinful in the eyes of God. Do not hasten to break that which God has brought together like one would to a dirty vessel. At the time of the advent of Prophet Islam, fundamental Islamic tenet of dua and prayers and its acceptance had become a matter of dissent and distortion. A segment of Muslims rejected the reality of prayers, while others prostrated before graves and besieged the dead. Hazrat Masih Maud al-Islam expounded upon the true philosophy of prayers, its power and its etiquettes, and was the embodiment himself of acceptance of power and prayers in his, his whole life. Hazrat al-Islam states, I say truly, I say truly that if your crying before God is full of utmost humility, it moves His grace and mercy. I can say for my own experience that I have felt the grace and mercy of God. Then he says, Blessed are you who do not get tired in your prayers, and your souls melt while you pray, and your eyes shed tears. Prayer comes from God and returns to Him. Through, though prayer comes through, close, through prayers, God comes closer to you as your life is close to you. So whether it was jihad or women's issue, prayers or the matter of the seal of prophethood and the, prom, the promissaya al-Islam came as the final arbiter over all issues. He spoke with God and the living God revealed to him the true interpretation of Islam. Who would ever abandon such a living, breathing Islam to take an Islam which was, has grown stagnant as envisioned by the Muslim clerics of our time? To conclude, let me share a prayer for Paramasaya al-Islam with you. Again, I'll read it in Urdu. Ayy Rabbul Alameen, 
اے رب العالمین تیرے احسانوں کا میں شکر نہیں کر سکتا کہ تو نہائیت ہی رحیم و کریم ہے میرے گناہ بخشتا میں ہلاک نہ ہو جاؤں میرے دل میں اپنی خالص محبت ڈال تا مجھے زندگی حاصل ہو اور میری پردہ پوشی فرما اور مجھ سے ایسے عمل کرا جن سے تو راضی ہو جائے میں تیری وجہ کریم کے ساتھ اس بات سے پناہ مانگتا ہوں کہ تیرا غضب مجھ پہ وارد ہو رحم فرما اور دنیا اور آخرت کی بلاؤں سے مجھے بچا کہ ہر ایک فضل و کرم تیرے ہی ہاتھ میں ہے آمین سمہ آمین او لارڈ آف آل دا ورلڈ او لارڈ آف آل دا ورلڈ آئی کین ناٹ بی گریٹ فل انف فار دا فیورز یو ہیو ڈن می یو آر ایکسٹریملی مرسیفل اینڈ جینرس اینڈ یور فیورز ٹو می آر سو مینی دیٹ دے کین ناٹ بی کاؤنٹیڈ فار گیو می مائی سینس سو دیٹ آئی ایم ناٹ ڈسٹرائے فل مائی ہارٹ وتھ پیور لو فار یو Fill my heart with pure love for you so that I become truly alive and conceal my weaknesses. Cause me, to do, cause me to do these deeds which please you. I call upon your grace and mercy to protect me from your anger descending upon me. Please have mercy on me. and protect, protect me from evils of this world and the next world, since every blessing and favor is in your hands. Ameen. Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa ala muhammadin wa ala abdikal masihil ma'ud wa barik wa sallim inna ka hamidun mujid.